Hello, and you are listening to Women Are Talking, and this is episode three, the Gen Z perspective. And I have my daughter, my youngest daughter here um, as a guest this evening. Alex, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, Mom. And um, we'll hear from Alex a little bit later. We're going to have some conversation about the Gen Z perspective. But I wanted to take some time um, to, I guess, pay homage or um, to talk about the Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, the Associate Supreme Court Justice. And I, you know, I haven't, I've seen things you know, on social media saying the former, and I'm like, you know, you can't say that yet. Like, I can't say that yet. Um, I'm a lover of quotes, and she has had, she has many, many, many quotes. And one of, one quote that resonated with me today was, and I quote, my mother told me to be a lady. And for her, that meant be your own person, be independent, end quote. And I thought about that quote and I thought about what I, as a mother, told my daughters and not exactly as, you know, Justice Ginsburg stated, but to be your own person and to be independent, um, would you say, would you agree with that, Alex? I would wholly agree with that. Um, uh, there are countless uh, talks that I remember um, that you and I having where you would, the main point of the talks was to be your own person um, and to be unique and kind of grow into your uniqueness. So I, I definitely agree with that. And um, you've also encouraged us to, uh, show some independence or be independent uh, more than show it. Um, and I like, to, I like to think that we are mm-hmm. pretty independent or at least mm-hmm. know how to be independent. Um, yeah. And thankfully, you know, you and dad, uh, mm-hmm. we are able to fall back on you guys if, you know, we're ever in any kind of trouble, which I think is um, very blessed to mm-hmm to have that kind of support system from yeah. my parents. Yeah. So. And I, I would say sometimes I don't, and oftentimes I would say that I think you guys are too, you're like too independent because, um, I, you know, you, you don't really ask, you don't, you know, like we will say, do you need? And it's like, no, 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 no. So mm-hmm. I guess on the other side that that is, that is a good, Thing because that means that you know you all are adulting um, and doing what you are supposed to do um, as adults. So um, I'm we dad and I are also blessed that 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 you all got that from your upbringing. But um, so getting back to this quote, it like I said, it resonated with me in terms of what I you know said to my own daughters. Um, Justice Ginsburg, you know, passed away yesterday, September um, 18th, um, at the age of 87. And she was known, well, coined the term, coined as her nickname, the Notorious B.I.G. And she was small in stature, but she 
stood tall and advocated for gender equality um, and women's rights and, and many, many other um, things that she stood for. Um, she was nominated by former President Bill Clinton in 1993, and she was the second woman to serve on the United States Supreme Court after Sandra Day O'Connor. And she will be missed. Um, she will be missed. And, you know, no, I didn't know her personally, but she was an extension of of something that uh, women um, were proud of in terms of what she fought for. Um, and because she was on the front line for all of us. And um, you would you would hope that a replacement would do the same, but you know, we don't know. And that's what makes things a little uncertain right now. Um, because she, she has left, um, this earth, her job here on this earth is done. And so her legacy will speak to, uh, where we need to pick up as women, um, where we need to pick up and continue to fight and advocate for our rights. So um, I would like to end with having um, just a slight moment of silence um, for Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Thank you. Thank you. So Alex, so I'm sitting here with my youngest. Um, I, I, I'm a visual type person. So audience and listeners, I'm just going to give you a little visual. We are sitting here. We have a, a cocktail that she made for me. So, um, and then I, as always have my candle um, that I can look for. It just puts me in like this Zen moment. And I would say, Alex, that uh, Aaliyah, who is our, my oldest daughter, who was um, on this show last week, um, she and I have been friends for quite some time. You know, she's almost 30. So, you know, that's where the friendship mother-daughter, uh, you know, turn, begins to turn into a friendship. So Alex used to say a long time ago, well, when am I going to be your friend? And I would say, not mm -hmm. yet. I'm still, I'm your mother. Now I'm always going to be mother and mom, but there is a stage in a mother's relationship where you do cross over and you become, you know, your, your, your child's friend, right? Um, or your adult child, not your child. You can't be a friend to your child. And so that's where I would always say to her, um, no, we're not friends yet. You know, you have ways to go. And, um, I would re constantly remind her that um, if she uh, would maybe have a, a, a different little tone in her voice sometimes, I would say, I am not one of your friends. And that's <clears throat> probably what you saw at their house, that their mother would, how, their, how they would talk to their mother. But we don't do that here. And I only had to say that not, not often. Like it was the bass in my voice. I don't know. That, that that got to her, but probably yeah. But I think that we became that our friendship, I guess, uh, locked is when you graduated from college. Well, you were sent home because the schools were 
closed because of COVID in March. And you were with us for like seven months, seven, eight months before, you know, you branched off for graduate school. But I think in that time, I gotten to know you, the new age Alex, the more of adult Alex than I did over your four years. Because I think in the four years of your college, I was there was still that foot into the parenting, the parenting. And you know mm-hmm. how I used to say that we, I tell people now that that we are parental consultants, that there is a point mm-hmm. where you go from parent to a parental consultant and the parental consultant is still the parent, but the parental consultant gives their opinion and the, the, the adult child will call the parent for consultation but the end result and the decision lies with them. If you get listeners, if you get what I'm saying. So Alex and I, I think we have locked in our, our, uh, we are, you know, friends. And I know she feels she used to just not like the fact that she wasn't friends yet, but I'm like, you know, you, you and Aaliyah got some years between you. So you got to wait until that time comes. So I am glad to say not because we're doing this this episode, but we I think we've said it I've said it before mm-hmm. this that we are now we're we're friends. Yeah. And I'm always mom, I'm always here to listen, always here to have, you know, you got a shoulder to cry on, all that stuff. They're still there. It's just that our relationship has evolved more now into we now have a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree. Um, since coming home in March, I think I've gotten to know uh, both you and that um, not just solely as, oh, these people are my parents. Because mm-hmm. um, there comes a time in every child's life, I think, um, maybe the majority of the time, that you know we begin to see our parents as more than just our parents, right? That these human beings. <laughs> yes, that these these two human beings um that have raised us um had a life before us um and had many experiences before, you know, we were even thought of or they even thought of having children with somebody. Um so I would definitely say since March I've gotten to know you and dad um as the human beings that you are and were um, even though you would call us like you guys are weird yeah you guys are weird but <laughs> you know so i mean i'm weird too all your children are weird we're half of you or half of both of your weirdness yeah so, you know yeah. of course we're gonna but be we're funny too. too we're funny yeah okay well that's good that's good i uh we are definitely blessed with with great kids great yes. children um so the gen z perspective we have had many conversations about, uh, I guess I, I, in my generation, it's old school versus new school, but you know, now it's this Gen Z and then yeah. you have the millennial and you know, whoever, you know, uh, I think I was before the, I'm definitely You're not before baby the baby, yeah, I'm not You're a baby boomer. Gen X, I'm a Gen X. Um, I believe so. I don't yeah. So our thoughts, our thoughts yeah. and opinions, and values and all of that comes from the generation in which you were birthed into. And 
fusing the two together sometimes is difficult because it, it's like that you didn't experience that, but I experienced that. So Alice and I have always had these conversations um, and she's very, uh, uh, very opinionated. I would call them debates. Debates. Yeah. Debates. She is a great, like she's, she's a, uh, a budding, she's a scientist and a hope and, and God willing, a, a budding a physician in a couple of years, but her side job should have been an attorney because, <laughs> oh, of, of all the kids, this is the one that it was the sit down discussion and her presenting her side. And it's still just tonight. What did you say tonight? It's still, oh, um, I use the term metrosexual. Yeah. And, and oh my goodness. And, but when she explained it to me, you know, she was like, that's a dumb term. What is wrong with a guy who likes to dress and who likes well, to groom themselves well, and I, who... So the the Wikipedia definition of metrosexual uh, basically says um, that it's a heterosexual man, cis-heterosexual man that likes to take care of himself mm -hmm. in the same way that um, a cis woman would. Um, so go shopping, get your nails done, get a pedicure... Like get clothes. your hair did, all that stuff. It. So that's why I said I didn't really understand why that was a a, a term. A term mm -hmm. uh, that was coined like, in 1990. We looked it up uh, four or something like that by um, somebody. So I didn't I didn't understand it because in my opinion that should be the bare minimum. Um, taking or, care of yourself, <laughs> going shopping. Um, you know, going grooming yourself, grooming yourself. You yeah. know, having good hygiene. Um, I don't think that is. I feel like that's the the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why I said that was a that's a dumb term, yeah. weird term. Maybe I shouldn't say stupid or dumb. It's a little harsh, but it's a dumb term. Well, <laughs> and what I love about her is that she, I'll say something. She's like, "Mom, do you realize what you just said? What you just said is," and then it's like a twenty five. It's like how she would feel when we would lecture her. That's how I feel sometimes. Yeah, and I'm just like, that. Alex, okay, it's done, it's dead, I'm done. No, but you need so everything anyway, comes full circle. Everything comes full circle. So that's what she does. But so we are here, we're talking about the Gen Z perspective, and we're gonna talk a little bit about, you know, well, it's COVID. Can't, you know, because you are a scientist, your sister talked about it last week a little bit. Wanted to get your your perspective on that, but I don't know anything. Well, I mean, in terms of science and you know how we are not supposed to believe the scientists and all that stuff that people hmm. say um yeah. that science is not real and and all that um nonsense but gen z like tell like what is like all this stuff that's going on so i talked to last week about or previously in the podcast that during covid you know, one of the good things about it, if you can think of a good thing about it, because I know everybody is just like, oh. You got to look for the silver lining and things. Yeah, the silver lining. And the silver lining is that racism, although was present, dormant, you know, like, like a, you know, cancer when it goes in, you know, it's like, would that be a good analogy? Cancer and remission or, um, or dormant. Well, I think what you're trying to say is that, um, a large majority of the country didn't realize um, how ingrained mm -hmm. racism 
yeah. is in our society. Our country, this country was built on racism. Look at who built this country um, and who was kind of in control, quote unquote, of this country since, um, you know, Columbus came and, you know, stole land and all of that stuff. Mm. But, um, yeah, but we so, learned different in, in school. Yeah, you you learn different. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's, isn't that something? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the history books. Um, I was actually, I think I was on Twitter one day and I saw a picture of um, an atlas book. So the atlas books, I don't know if you know what they are, but it's these little history books that we would get in mm-hmm. elementary, middle middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of talked about you know different geography, different um, historical figures, and uh, different parts of history um, all put into this one little booklet right. um, that was made for us to understand easily. Um, and in this picture, it was talking about uh, Columbus and the Native Americans. And uh, basically how we learned was that the, that Columbus um, came to the Americas, which he thought was India, mm-hmm. um, which is why people call Native Americans Indians. But um essentially Columbus came to the Americas and the Native Americans uh shared their knowledge of the land with the uh with the Spaniards who initially came here and then the they all lived happily ever after. But um if you actually do your own research, uh you actually know that that is incorrect. 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 Um yeah. incorrect. Um but um yeah a lot of, a lot of people and you can tell this by watching the news right um a lot of people didn't realize that racism was still so ingrained in mm-hmm. our society and it was mm-hmm. a lot of white people that um didn't realize that but for black people that is something that has been a part of our lives since we were born. Um, I remember since we came over since we were brought. Right. To I remember country. in elementary school uh, when uh, we moved and we were going to. I was going to a predominantly white elementary school. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me, um, Alex, when you go to the school, you're going to see a lot of kids there that don't look like you. And at that time, I didn't know really what that meant. You right. know, I'm a kid. Children don't understand. And see, yeah, right. They're they, taught. Children don't yeah. understand that they're they're taught that. Um, right. But as I grew up and kind of reflected on my childhood, I realized what you were saying, and mm-hmm. it was true. Those kids were different than mm-hmm. me. Um, but uh, I remember on CNN they were talking about um, how Black people in this country are disproportionately affected mm-hmm. by. Um, COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was such a large, such a big surprise to a lot of people. It's like, why, well, why is this happening? And they continued the conversation right. um, to talk about how a lot of Black Americans or African Americans um, in this country are in these essential service mm-hmm. roles. Um, right. Uh, bus drivers, nurses, aides, nurses, aides, custodians, um, a lot especially of, yes. that work in housekeeping in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of mm-hmm. us are in these essential 
service and support roles right where all too often those where those same roles are called essential they aren't treated as essential um where the healthcare access might be difficult um the pay might not be as uh i don't want to say rewarding but the pay not the pay might not be well, the amount what they, they well, the, deserve. Yeah, because of the a, amount so of work that the they do, that it doesn't equal it. And the, 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 the necessity, the right. necessity of their role and the hazard right. of what exactly. they. I mean, yeah, yeah. So um, CNN was, um, I guess they had a few panelists on one of their segments, and um, the panel was talking about um, racism. Um, and how racism and COVID are two huge battles that Black people in this country have to fight, two viruses that Black people in this country have to fight. And they intersect, right? So I think that's uh, something that what people were saying was that, you know, COVID happening um, everything being shut down, people losing their jobs or having to go on unemployment, the unemployment rates in this country rising um, to like uh, to Great Depression levels um, is really telling of the state of this country and we yeah. need to do better. As well as the uh, amount of the evictions and I... Yes. Uh, know uh, someone um, from on Facebook that said that you know she one going through a separation with her husband. She has two babies, and landlord is you know gave them the eviction notice. Um, so it the, you know this the effects of of COVID. You know, although thank God, thank God, you know, our family and extended family are all healthy and well and, and you know, God willing that it stays the same, that although it hasn't like affected us, it is affecting us. You know, it's keeping us from, you know, gathering, you know, together. It's keeping us from uh you know, that human contact that you now, at least I know I long for, um, I have not hugged my mother. Um, and she gives me a fist bump, you know, um, because of her age and, you know, you're just, you're just worried about all those things. So, you know, even though it didn't, it hasn't affected us directly, indirectly, it does affect us. And like I said last week, you know, we are all, we are all in this, together like everybody is have it's 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 the same for everybody um in terms of the the uh the the impact and the effects of it but what what do you think you know we we are at what uh how many days before election we have mm. What is this? What is today? Today is the 19th. Okay. So, no, you know, we have until November 3rd, which is going to come yeah, very so quickly. Probably five weeks. Yeah, very quickly. Um, 
it, it really is. Um, it, it's a, it's a just just a very worrisome time, and for anyone to not say that they that this this time you know COVID and you know the the election and all the politics of it and the all of that is that it does not affect you in any way. Um, what is your name so that I could find out how you chill out? Because I know that anxiety, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm able, I'm managing it, but I recognize that there is a level of anxiety and it's because of what's going on around us, you know, and it's like, you know, we have grandchildren, so we want to make sure, are they going to be, you know, are they going to be okay? And I'm sure I'm going to have more grandchildren coming up the pike and, it's like, what is the world going to be like for them? Um, and it, it it almost takes away that that hope. But at the same time, we have to have that hope and we have to have that faith. And um, I am I don't know about you all out there, listeners. Um, I'm nervous <laughs> because I, I just don't know, like. Whew, I, I just don't know. It, it is be. it is just very nervous. It's a nervous time to be to be to be here. Um and we we just, you know, whoever you pray to, whoever you whatever, you know, universal spiritual being that you pray to, um, that we all need to pray. <laughs> because um you know, we are in just deep doo-doo, as for the lack of better words. Um, so, Alex, what is the what does the Gen Z perspective, you know, mean for you? Like when so you are an independent thinker. You are an independent thinker and you analyze things, you know, um, like for instance, you know, in terms of politicalness. You know, we, you know, you have, you know, Democrat, you have Republican, you have the independents, and then you have green the, parties, the green parties and all that stuff. And, um, you are like, you're independent, meaning I don't need to pick a party. I need to pick the person that I feel can do the job. Yeah. I think that, um, cause you grew up with you, you go this way. Remember we had that discussion? Oh, about uh, my resistance to uh, structure <laughs> <Resistance>. and authority. <laughs> you will go this way. Yeah. But as you got older, you became this independent thinker to think and do, mm-hmm. you know, what you, I guess, what makes sense to you or what you feel is right. Um. Yeah, definitely looking at kind of all sides of an issue and seeing the larger picture that, you know, for instance, the two largest parties in this country is Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at that and seeing that, you know, you don't need to just be a Democrat or a Republican. You actually don't need to choose to be a Democrat or Republican. Um, I think a lot of my generation believes or you know in in some people in the millennial generation as well think that you know why should we be 
constricted to just two parties. Why should it be? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a Democrat, you're going to support all the Democrats. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, I disagree with that because um, you and dad are both Democrats and there are Democrats that you all disagree with. Um, mm-hmm. And same thing with um, people in on in the Republican Party. Uh, but I just see it, it as, you know, that's not necessarily how it has to be. But um, I think it's difficult to really pinpoint the exact Gen Z perspective because mm-hmm. my perspective is my own. And what my perspective is, is might be a little bit different or very different from one person to the next that is within my generation or within my age group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, th- I think, and I'll, I'll, um, I'll kind of, I'll probably misquote Angela Davis when she said this, uh, but a month or two ago, she held a uh, Zoom live conference um, talking about the election, the current state of uh, the economy, and, and just America in general. And she talks about being excited for this generation um, coming up to really make big changes in this country. Um, so if there's one thing that I can say about the Gen Z perspective is that changes are coming, uh, from within this generation that we are, we are changing things. People in my age group, people that are older than me, people in, in the younger tale of the millennial generation. So yeah. Okay. I was just looking at this article. Um, it's 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 from the Pew Research Center. And the title of the article is Generation Z looks a lot like millennials on key social and political issues. So it talks about that millennials have moved firmly into their 20s and 30s and a new generation is coming into focus. Generation Z is diverse and on track to be the well most educated generation yet is moving toward adulthood with a liberal set of attitudes and an openness to emerging social trends. And it talks about the range of issues um, from the current president to the role of government, to racial equality and climate change the views of Gen Z, those of ages 13 to 21 in 2018. Um, and that those issues, their issues um, or their views mirror those of the millennials. And the two younger generations hold views that differ significantly from those of their older counterparts. Um, in most cases, members of the silent generation are at the opposite end and baby, baby boomers and my generation, which is Gen Xers, fall in between. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree that the silent generation, which is before the baby boomers, um, we are definitely on opposite ends of the scale in terms of uh, them versus Gen Z or millennials. And I would also say so with uh, baby boomers and even Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Um because there are there are a lot of things that I talk about with you and Dad that you know you both are like 
wow, Alex, that's that's really radical. Are you like, <laughs> like, what are you saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think that uh, my generation and millennials, we kind of have, like the article said, we kind of have this um, openness mm-hmm. to things that are. Just in general, you have been exposed to more, and I think social media, the many uh, social media outlets, and all the opinions, and you know, even podcasts. Everybody has their opinion, and there's, you know, it's not just really your parents talking to you, you know. Whereas it was probably in my generation, Mm -hmm. you all have now all this plethora of information. At our fingertips. At your fingertips. Yeah. And you're like, if I disagree, mm-hmm. you may not tell a parent. I disagree, you're going to go and type it in and, you know, form your own um, opinion. So, right. I, and I, I I definitely see that as I saw the, the, the many, the many and the ongoing protests that have gone on are young people. And you all, you all are, I mean, you all are the movement, you know, all the older right. folks, you know, we, not that. You know, I can't put myself in in terms of, you know, I'm a Gen Xer, but I definitely have um, some opposing uh, thoughts about, you know, especially, you know, the things that have been protested over the last couple of months um, have, you know, bothered me and, and troubled me, you know, to my core. But you all are on fire. And I believe yeah. it was and I can't quote uh, you know, former President Barack Obama or our uh, First Lady Michelle Obama, um, I still say First Lady, um, they stress and they talk about how proud they are to see the young people out there using their voice and your voice has power. So um, that's awesome. And that's just, that's where we are in our in our world, in our generation. And you know, we just have to hope and pray that and have faith that huh, we'll we'll get through. We, you know, each day is a is a day that, you know, we're we're happy to be be alive and be um living um honestly every day. So um, you know, all that other stuff out there, you know, we, we just hope that it 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 gets better. That's all. And I, I also wanna um, just mention that in this month of September has been very heavy for me. Um, I lost two of my, uh, sorority sisters, um, of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, um, two women, beautiful women, um, that were very important to me and my family that have been in our lives for the past Mm -hmm. 19 years. And, so I just want to say to Lily and Jan that you may rest in peace. Um, you know, you will always be with me. You you both uh, passed away within a week of each other, and one of you passed away on the on the date of of my grandmother's um, anniversary death of her anniversary on September seventh, and then my birthday following <laughs> within the same month. So. I just had to laugh at that and thinking that both of them said, you know, we will always be with you, Pam. So um, I just wanted to say that and and prayers to their families as as they go through um, their grieving time. But Alex, I wanted to I want to thank you for 
it's always good to talk to you, whether it is at times painful and <laughs> at times <laughs> At times funny. Um, I just challenge you. Yeah, she does. She she is the challenging kid. I'm telling you. And we always said if we would have had her first, we probably would have stopped. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) She she is Alex. And that is, that's just Alex. So I want to thank you for coming and um, talking on this episode um, and and supporting your mom and um, just, you know, being you. Continue to, to be you. And of course, you know, continue to be fate safe. Wear your face shield that I bought her that she refuses no, to wear. <laughs> I said it in a joke that I should get a face shield, but you actually got me. A yeah, face I did. Shield. I got you a face shield so that you could it be is you could be sitting safe. In well, it is it is there. Box it, is, it is there if you need it. Yes. Okay. So this concludes our episode today of Women Are Talking. And I want to thank the listeners out there that have been, that are listening to Women Are Talking. I truly, truly ap- appreciate it. Um, this episode is brought to you by Anchor. Um, Anchor is the uh, podcast um, platform. It is free. It is very user-friendly and very good for those who are very early and new into podcasting. Um, they provide the the recording, they provide uh, the library to maintain your podcast and music um, for background music. So it is definitely, um, and I forgot, um, uh, you, you also can have the possibility to earn money um, through uh, um, the sponsorship um, of, it, of your episode. So um, if you are looking to do a podcast and you are not sure um, and you want something that is user-friendly, definitely look at Anchor. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. Everybody be safe, and I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>